0: Finance can be so confusing and overwhelming. Learn the tips and strategies so you can accomplish your financial goals. Let's break it all down so it's simple and easy to understand. If you know me by now and you've been listening to the pod for a while, you'll know I love examples as it's my favorite way to learn. Please, as always, leave a review, give it five stars if you found that it has been helpful. And that's it for me. Enough rambling. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. Today's episode is a fun one. It's about how I invest my own money. And it's fun because I like to share the way that I view money. And that's really why I I entered this industry in the first place is because I didn't know how to manage my money. And so after years of doing this work and really experiencing the best success practices for different people. I came up with the framework that works best for me, and that's what I'm gonna be sharing on today's episode, how I invest my own money. And if you are enjoying this content, please do rate and review it on the Apple Podcast. And if you want to see some more visuals, check out my YouTube page. You'll see it in the description below. The benefit is that you can see some visuals. So I know sometimes listening to the podcast is convenient in the car, but if you're saying, hey, I'd like to see some more of this stuff, on my YouTube page is where you can do that. If you're able to subscribe and like any of the videos, I really do appreciate that as it helps more people find the show. So thank you so much again for all the support. Without further ado, how I invest my own money? Quite simply, I automate. And so today's episode is more about the framework behind why I invest, as opposed to, okay, this mutual fund, this percentage, or this, this. I I can get into that, but what's more important is why I invest and how I view that. At least that's what I would think would be most helpful. So transparently, many, many years ago, I thought that I had to watch the market and be evaluating price ratios and all of these fancy formulas in order to make money and really to be successful. And what I found is that with a strategy, you don't have to do any of that. In fact, those that do tend to look at those formulas, they actually underperform over time which means the more you're checking your account the more you're looking at valuations and ratios yeah there's going to be a portion that do outperform but the majority of people the study found that one out of 10 investors beat the market over time which means nine who are trying to outperform they lose so it's better if you just didn't check your account at all so whether you think you're the amazing one or not odds are that you won't so what but but to me, that's a great thing. It means you don't need to. And so I think everyone has a different aha moment, and whether it's a big one or a small one about, hey, I'm going to get my finances under control. I really want to optimize the work I'm doing. People don't come to me and say, all right, I need you to save the ship. It's more about can you make sure that the work, the money and, and really the values that I have are being reflected throughout my portfolio, and really throughout my life. And so it's not one of those things where it's, hey, everything's bad and I I need saving. It's one of those things where it's, okay, what do I have going on in my life and am I making the most of it? So for me, my aha moment was, I decided early on I was going to start saving 20% of every paycheck. So I started doing that right out of college. And for others, maybe it's a parent who talked to you about it or a friend or an article. But when it comes down to it, I was saving and saving and it felt good. Um, But I realized it was one of those things that I had to remember doing. Now, I hadn't looked into automating yet. And to me, it was one of those things that it was helpful because I got to understand how you know, I view money just from a very, very basic perspective, but I realized it wasn't growing for me, and I had a friend who was saving that same 20%, but he was investing it, and what I found is that if you just save and save and save, that's it feels really good in the short term, but in the long term, it's actually very risky because if you're not investing – yes you're you're not subjecting yourselves to as many ups and downs but you're also hurting yourself in the long term because there's so much work so much unnecessary work that you wouldn't have to do if you were just investing appropriately and and the idea that i could really be making money while i was sleeping was just so attractive because then I could do more of what it is I care about most. Maybe that's playing soccer. Maybe that's starting a new business. Maybe that's finding a new way to help clients. Whatever that is, that's what I want to spend my time doing. And so when I'm how I invest my money, I automate. Meaning, any time that I receive a paycheck from work, what I'm doing is a certain percentage of that is going to my long-term goals. A certain percent of that is going to my home purchase goals, and the time frames are very different. I don't want to retire for many, many years, really, in reality, if ever, but that's just how I feel today, but when I want to be in a position to retire, that's different, so when I want to be financially free, but my partner and I work, want to buy a home one day, and so I'm investing very differently for that, and then turns out, yeah, okay, maybe I want to go back to school, or maybe I want to do this other thing, or maybe there's this other venture that sounds interesting. How should I invest for that? And then on top of that, there's short term things like vacations and and what I call sinking funds. And you might have heard uh, many different planners talk about what that is. And what that is is you have a new car coming up or if you have a vacation. If you literally set up a new account and then when a paycheck comes in, you have it automated to a certain dollar amount goes to that account, well then it's time for the vacation a year later or six months later, and you don't have to feel guilty because you know you've been saving for that goal. I really like to take that approach. That's how I view this. Now everyone's different. Some people say, Ari, it's just too much work and I know I have it organized in my head. I don't need to do that. For them, I say kudos to you. You don't need it. But for people who say, you know what, Ari, this does resonate what I would say is there's not a perfect number, but if you're able to save 15% of what's coming into retirement really throughout your lifetime, you're going to be okay. Now, I can't promise that, obviously, because it's going to come down to what are your expenses, but saving 15% and really investing that for the long term, that's the goal. Now, if you're able to do a little more, a little less, you're obviously going to be in a better position if you do more in a, a lesser position to be in that you know spot earlier, but maybe that's not what your values are. Maybe your values are you care more about getting into a home now and less about retiring early, or maybe it's vice versa. So, no perfect system, but what I like to do is really separate it. So if, if, for example, just for easy numbers, let's say you make $100,000, say, okay, $15,000 15000 per year is going to my future long-term goals. Okay, another 10000 every year is going to my home purchase. And then after that, if there's a certain amount every month that I can contribute to X or Y or Z, great, let's do that. But the more you can automate it, that's how you are going to have success because you don't have to think about it. If you had to go in every single time, one, it's creating an issue because it takes your time, which is your most valuable asset. But two, what if you forget one month because you're a human and we make, you know, I don't work with robots, I work with people. And so it's natural for people to say, oh, you know, this month we actually bought this thing. And so because of that, I didn't invest. And then that starts to add up and add up and add up. And so what you want to make sure is you're investing to the right account. So the 401k comes right out of your paycheck. I love that. Roth IRA, it's a little more work, but you can invest in whatever you want. So the goal is not to go into, you know, the specific accounts. But what I do want to give you a framework for is that my Taxable account, which is my financial freedom account, that's the account that it's not for a home purchase, but it's also not my long term financial, really financial portfolio. It's saying, can I invest for long term growth with the understanding that I don't even know what these are for? I'm intentional that I don't know what it's for, meaning, what if I want to be retired, call it financially free? before age 59 and a half, which is the traditional age when you can access these retirement accounts tax-free and penalty-free. Great. Maybe it's for that. Or maybe it turns out I do want this home. Let's use the funds for that. The goal is that the money is growing for me, and I don't even have a specific goal what that's for because I already have the other things working behind the scenes. I have the home purchase fund. I'm doing X amount of dollars per month. I have my 401k. I'm doing X dollars per month. Think about what you can automate and think about when you need it. If you need some of this money, don't invest it super heavily if you think you need the funds within the next few years because the risk is that it's not there. And so, what if that dream home's available and now you can't get into it? Well, that's just not worth it to me. So, what I want to do is invest really, really aggressively. And when I say aggressive, it almost sometimes sounds risky. But r- investing aggressively, it's aggressive today, but not aggressive and not risky for the future because I'm making sure that I'm preserving the purchasing power of your dollars, which is ultimately the reason why we invest. So that's the framework behind why I invest. But lastly, I like to have a fun portfolio where about 3 to 5% of my money is held at Robinhood where I'm investing in individual stocks and maybe I have some cryptocurrency. In fact, I do. And the reason is because I think it could be a good hedge. Now, do I think it's going to absolutely be the future? Maybe, but that doesn't mean I want all of my money in it. It's just not worth it to put too much of your net worth in any one thing unless your goal is to say, hey, how can I absolutely try to hit a home run and make as much as possible? Well, there's a shot, but there's a big big chance that you don't. And now you're, you're really impacting your ability to retire or really to have funds and, and really to have time in later in life. So for me, have a portion of your fund portfolio if you need it. If you say, hey, that kind of, you know, I've got this itch that I do like investing in certain companies and following them. If that's you, great. It's not a bad thing at all. But don't have too much that it's derailing your ability to to, for, for ultimately what's most important to you. So that's the way I look at it. I have to earn the right to put money into my fund portfolio. So I can only put money in personally once I've done my 401k and I've done the Roth IRA and I've done my financial freedom fund and I've got my sinking funds with my vacation and my travel, you know, whatever that is for you think about that. Now, there's no right or wrong way, but this is the framework behind how I invest my own money and what I like to look at when I'm evaluating what's most important to me. So as a reminder, there is more content just like this on YouTube. If this is helpful, please do go ahead and subscribe. I appreciate all the support. Um, and if you have a question you want to answer in a future episode, you can always submit that on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co slash submit your question. Thank you so much. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If that was helpful, please do subscribe, leave five stars, rate it, review it, all that good stuff, and let me know how I can best help. I love answering questions, whether it's about taxes, investments, whatever is on your mind. I love seeing how I can best help you. So as always, you can submit a question on my website, redefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. And I'll see you all next week. Hey, everyone. Quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this. And before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.